welcome to episode 72 of Yin's Are Good, the podcast that shares and celebrates all of the good stuff going on out there and all of those good people who are making that good stuff happen. I am your host, Tressa Glover. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in with us today, whatever day today is for you. How are you? How are things? Things are pretty good over here. Thanks so much for asking. Um, and you know, speaking of over here, I, okay, just right out of the gate here, I'm really excited to share with you all. Uh, we are now being listened to in 24 countries, five continents. This is so wild. Uh, but I want to take a minute. So, in addition to the United States, here we go in no particular order. Germany, Iran, Romania, Ireland, Canada, France, Italy, India, Netherlands, the UK, Egypt, Singapore, Jamaica, North Macedonia, Costa Rica, Greece, Australia, Laos, Bermuda, Venezuela, Portugal, Belgium, Grenada, and the U.S. minor outlying islands. Hi, everyone. You know how this all started in the middle of 2020? My idea being to get good news out there. If we're watching the news, right, if we're on social media, that's not the first thing. These aren't the first things that we always hear. But there are such good people helping each other and doing what they can for their communities, and there are people out there helping each other every day, helping, you know, one other person, lifting them up, cheering them on, supporting them. So all of this, this is what we're trying to do here and also to connect us all because, you know, we're all a lot more alike than we are different. And it's by continuing to talk to each other and listen by listening to each other that we fully understand I think, what that really means. And so I am just thrilled. So hello to everyone, wherever you may be. I'm also thrilled because now the word yins making its way to many pockets of the world. So wherever you are, if you want to start using yins, do it. You know, we support that. Get that Pittsburghese language going. And if you want to share with us as I was mentioning, right, stories, someone you really appreciate, someone you are grateful for, someone who has helped you, who has been your shoulder to lean on when you needed it, an act of kindness that you witnessed or that someone did for you, you can send us all of this information. Email us at yinsaregood at gmail.com. I will share it on the show. And also, if you have an idea or two about someone you'd like to be featured on the show. Same thing. Yins are good at gmail.com. I love hearing from you all. And for those of you on the social media, so Facebook or Instagram, we are there at Yins are good. So please give us a follow. And today, what is going on? I had a chat with Ryan O'Rourke. And so Ryan and I, I won't say too much because you'll hear, hear us talk, but we met uh, via Rivers of Steel, which 
Longtime listeners uh, may remember we featured them back in episode seven, but Rivers of Steel is what brought Ryan and I together. And I just can't wait for you to listen because he, for several, several years, has decorated his family's home for Halloween. And it's just become more and more epic. I'll put it that way, the decorating. And this year, they're doing some fundraising for a really good cause. And that is what you're going to hear all about in just a few moments. Also, Name That Neighborhood with Don DiGiulio will be coming up as well. And one quick thing I just wanted to tell you a little bit about. So now this is the week of, so the week that this episode drops, I will be in a show at the Byam Theater in downtown Pittsburgh. And it's the show is called Off the Record. And you, those of you who have been listening may recall that we featured this show in 2020 because it's an annual event that benefits the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, who's also been on the show. And in 20 plus years, we're on uh, show number 22, this event has raised over $700,000 for the food bank here in Pittsburgh. It's incredible. It is produced by the Newspaper Guild. So we have the, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette writers are the ones who are writing the lyrics here, which I'll explain in a minute. But also SAG-AFTRA, the film union. So SAG-AFTRA, the Ohio-Pittsburgh chapter, and also the local steelworkers union. These are the folks who are producing this event. It's a one night only Thursday, October 20th. It's a musical parody of all things Pittsburgh in the last year. And so there are professional actors. There are also, we have newscasters. Sometimes in the show we'll have city council members. We don't have any this year, uh, but it's just fun. It is schmacting as we like to say. And for those of you who aren't familiar, it's, you know, over the top. It is fun, silly, and it's a blast. And I just wanted to give a shout out to it, knowing that some of you listen as soon as the episode drops and may have time if you want to snag a ticket. Some of you, you know, listen a week or two after it drops. I know podcasts that I listen to, I'm not always listening in real time. But because it benefits the food bank, I thought it was another opportunity and reminder that if you're able at all and you know, before the holidays get here, to always remember them, especially now, especially um, as times are tough for a lot of folks. So that Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank does such important work for so, so many people. So I'm honored to be a part of the show, and I'm honored that you're part of this show. So perhaps let's get to it, yes? <laughs> let's get to the good stuff. Ryan. Hi, Tressa. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to get to sit down with you and talk with you about, I'm not even going to say it because you're going to get to say everything about it. Yeah. I know we, uh, you know, we sit down and talk a lot, but not about this stuff. So it's cool to do something a little bit different. Yeah. That's what I think too. So let's start, let's share with the listeners, if you will, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Sure. Uh, so, um, I am, the uh, captain of the Explorer, and uh, that's where we're at right now recording this. Um, and that's where we met, actually. Um, you know, uh, I've been here for a long time. Oh, my goodness, a long time. <laughs> and you joined us in 20... 
Oh, I already forgot. What did we say? 18? 18. 18. I believe was that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. When we started doing our, our tours on here. And uh, so I've been doing this for a while. And uh, I have uh, one wonderful wife and three wonderful kids um, who will be certainly pertinent for the rest of this episode. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, I have an interest in setting up Halloween stuff. Uh-huh. You don't say. Yes, indeed. Huh. I wonder if we could maybe talk about that. That sounds like a good idea. I think we could talk a little bit about that. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, we can just roll with it wherever you want to take it. So it's involving your home uh -huh. in your neighborhood. T just tell us, what do you do? Okay. Well, uh, I am not a professional haunted house. You know, I don't uh, have a big walkthrough. I don't charge admission. I just decorate my house for Halloween. Um, I just decorate more than the average person will say. It's <laughs> um, fair. I think that's fair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this started back uh, shortly after my wife and I got married. We had a townhome and I said, I want to really decorate this for Halloween. Ever since I was a kid, I've really loved decorating houses for Halloween. Uh, when I was when I was young, uh, the, the neighborhood I grew up in had houses decorated for Halloween, but never like something that you'd, you know, they had their pumpkins out, they'd have some, you know, the fake spider web stuff sure, and sure. trick or treat, get some candy and like, okay, you go on your way. But I remember one house in my neighborhood had a guy in a coffin and he would jump out and scare kids as they were coming up. Um, and he would have some lights, like flickering lights or something. And I thought it was just phenomenal. Um, <laughs> It was, it was so dinky, but it was great. <laughs> and as a kid, I was always like, wow, I wish we could do something like that. Just, just a little bit more than carving a pumpkin and putting up spider webs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so when I got my first house, uh -huh. I said, let's do it. <laughs> well, you sure, you sure did mm -hmm. because so can you, and, and you tell us how much or how little. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that are at your home that people mm -hmm. that you will find different sections. Is that a fair word? To say? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. Uh, yeah. I, I call them scenes, but scenes, yeah, that's scene. a better word. Yes. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so <laughs> we uh, moved out of the town home a couple of years ago and I'm a nice, just a, you know, a nice house now. When kid number three came along, I said we need to move up a little bit. You know? Sure. Uh, so, uh, and I can't say that a nice big front yard for Halloween decorating didn't play into my decision-making of ah, buying a house. No. You know, kids can play. They have a yard. It's a cul-de-sac. Uh -huh. they, they, they have their room, but that front yard's mine. Um, so, wow. So, so this is the long, I mean, this is the plan. Oh, I, I played the this, long game. You played oh, the long you gotta. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have a couple of different scenes. Um, and it, everything goes up kind of progressively throughout the month of October. Uh, so if you were to look at the house right now, it'd be very unimpressive. There's not a whole lot up. Um, but if you were to look at the pictures from last year, you have to get a sense of what's coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have a, a pirate scene uh, in the front. It's like an inflatable pirate ship with little skeletons on it. And it's cute. I try not to do anything too gory or scary. Um, I try to be impressive without being offensive, maybe. Is that the yeah, one? I don't know. I maybe, you know. know yeah. um, so kids can have a good time mm -hmm. and, you know, it'll just be, you know, a big spectacle. Because I would like when you were talking about the coffin, the guy jumping out of the coffin, I would have been a kid. I would have been running. I mm -hmm. <laughs> I scare very easily in that way. So I'd have been like, I'm never going to that house again. 
So good. So you're thinking about all of the children. Now I have to ask this question. We talk about the pirate section. So being a captain, mm -hmm. is there a captain on the boat on the, in your scene? There is a captain ah. on the boat. He is a, okay. a okay. skeleton captain. Okay. Um, and there's a, we have a big, uh, 10 foot inflatable, uh, Leviathan sea monster next to it. Uh, all of it is sitting on a net of blue and green uh, lights. So it kind of looks watery. Um, we try and make it, you know, nice. Yeah. So that's one of the scenes. Uh, eventually, as we get closer to Halloween, I'll set up a graveyard scene with some projections in it that look like kind of holograms. It's a really cool effect. <laughs> um, and then we also have a 12 foot inferno skeleton now this this prop has been uh and its 12 foot skeleton brother uh, have been kind of like the talk of the the halloween scene for the last couple of years and i was fortunate <laughs> to be able to get one wow and so this is the first this is the second year oh, with dante. Second year. the okay. second year with dante the inferno skeleton oh right i'm familiar with dante, dante that's yeah, right yeah it's my dante. wife insists that everyone gets names dante the inferno skeleton um levy the sea dragon mm -hmm. uh, we have bessie who is the big black dragon that uh flaps her wings above our door um, oh my. it's yeah pretty cool um, she was <laughs> our first big inflatable so we brought her from the townhome we gave her a good nice prominent spot above our door i was gonna say that's like yeah yeah, yeah that's prime right there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so we got dante and then the last part that goes up is i actually do have a short walkthrough um so we have a big inflatable looks like a haunted house um and that acts as like the entrance to like a little tunnel you can go through, through my front yard up to the front porch. Mm -hmm. And it has all kind of cool little dropping spiders and projections and pneumatics and, you know, just a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, to... The dropping spiders. I'm just, I'm going to sit on that for a second because you kind of said it and then moved on, but I would be, okay, again, Trust is not going to be a fan of that. I mean, I would go, but that would mm -hmm. scare the heck out of me. We do get some good screams from that. Yeah. That's what I was going to oh my i'm right now i'm like getting the willies about it mm -hmm. and and a lot of the stuff that i set up last year never got a chance to be used uh because i live on top of a hill and because i set up pop-up tents with walls around it a lot of the stuff doesn't react well to wind and we get a lot of high winds there sometimes and so last year there was really high winds and i had to shut down the walkthrough which was really sad because i set up all that stuff inside yeah so uh but on Silver lining. Yes. All of the stuff I didn't get to use last year, I didn't have to buy new stuff this year. Hey, so it's all, you know, no one, no one got a chance to see it last year. So like it's waiting for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and as we're talking about this, so there is a fundraising aspect this year. This is the first time you're doing that? Yeah, this is the this first is time. This is so cool. Can you please tell us about that? Yeah, that's, yeah, this fundraising stuff, all these past years, I've, I've done this without any consideration of fundraising. I just want to I love doing it. I love putting the stuff up. I love having the kids walk by and the oohs and ahs and screams. And, you know, everyone has a great time. Um, and there was never any intent to profit off of it, so to speak. <laughs> um, but uh, last year, a couple neighbors even said, uh, hey, you guys taking donations or anything? I was like, no, no, we're just doing this for fun. And then uh, Teresa and I talked about it. My wife and I talked about it afterwards. And like, you know what? Maybe we could do something. Uh, you know, for fundraising, you know, we don't, it's not charging admission, just put up a sign. If anyone wants to donate a couple bucks, they're welcome to. And two of my sons, uh, James and Ben, who are seven and four, the two older ones, um, were born with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And then I have a third son, Ollie, um, who was born without Down syndrome. 
And we figured uh, the Down Syndrome Association of Pittsburgh has been so immensely helpful to us. And their primary fundraiser for the year, the Buddy Walk, occurs basically around the same time. Uh, so we thought that we would just create a fundraising team for the Buddy Walk and use our house as the primary mechanism for our fundraising team. Mm. So that's what we're doing. I love, I just, I love this. And so do you want to share what, how the fundraising works? Sure. Or yeah. Yeah. Uh, well the, so it's for the Down Syndrome Association of Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. um, which is the primary fu funder of the uh, Down Syndrome Center with uh, UPMC Children's. Um, and they uh, are just a fantastic organization. Um, from from diagnosis to delivery to the teenage years, um, they provide mm -hmm. uh, steps and helpful resources. They help you navigate all of the state's uh, assistance programs that we have mm -hmm. here. Um, Pennsylvania is actually an amazing state. Um, if you have a child with disability, we have great resources here. Mm -hmm. A lot of which I never knew about until you know I had needed them. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, Down Syndrome Association was just uh, great, providing all this information, um, and we've been, you know, supporters of them ever since, and uh, happy to do this. So, uh, there are a couple ways. Um, we have a big signs in my front yard um, with a QR code, so anyone walking by or driving by can just, you know, take their phone out, uh, open up the QR code, and it'll take you to the donation page. That's so cool. So how and. So you have that up now, like how long have you had that up? Cause that's for the buddy walk in general, which as you said, is around the same time. Right. So you so, just have that in the front yard. Exactly. So Love I'll that. have that up in the front yard, uh, because we have a lot of people who come by almost daily in, no, in October, um, to see what is new. <laughs> I love it. I was wondering if like, you know, word cause word is out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of people walking by, uh, we've had a lot of drive up so far <laughs> and last year, you know, uh, parents yelled out their window, our kids make us drive them past us every night to see what news up. So, <laughs> so it's great knowing that like people are continually looking to see what what's new. Yeah. Um, and with this, the sign was the first thing up, even though my wife said, you don't have anything up. There's, you know, you just have a sign up saying to donate, but there's nothing, there's no <laughs> Halloween decorations. And I was like, don't, don't worry. I'm good for it. I'm good for it. Everyone in the neighborhood knows I'm good for it. <laughs> so we have, okay. So that code is up. And then on Halloween itself, now, mm -hmm. I don't know how, like how much or how little, I don't know how much, if you want certain things to be a surprise. So I will let you roll with it. There's, I'm doing something a little bit, I, I try and, you know, add things every year. And because we're doing this as a fundraiser this year, I'm putting more attention into the adults who tend to have more money than five-year-olds, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, and I mean, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm making an adult treat table as well so uh the kids can come up and get their treats uh which are full-size bars by the way this year uh so if anyone really wants some good candy come on over yes. uh and the kids can get their treats and adults can get their treats what treats might those be ryan well adult the treats that any adult <laughs> would love to have so um i have these little satchels of different colors um they are very nice looking and inside uh, are is a little two ounce. Oh man, now I forget if it's a one ounce or two ounce. A small vial of a liquid and two truffles. Mm -hmm. 
the liquid is either a scotch, a rum, or a liqueur. My. And you'll know which one of those it is, but you won't know what specific type it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I figured I'd give people kind of a half sense of what they're getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> so you get to choose one of those. And again, this is not, this is just part of the treats. I'm just giving these out. That's right. I am giving out liquor. <laughs> He's giving out liquor. You're giving out full size candy bar. I mean, uh, everybody wins. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but these yeah. are these are sealed, so you know you don't go. You know, yeah. Take your time with them. <laughs> uh, but in there as well is a little uh, business card with a different QR code on it, and that QR code, which is different than the one again that's in the front yard, uh, if you go to that website, it will show you exactly what is in the vial. So by going to the QR code, you will see exactly what you're drinking, the brand. Um, and it will give you a link to the donation page. So if you think that the little treat bag that you have gotten and the effort I've put into this Halloween spectacle um, is worthy of a couple of dollars of a donation towards the Down Syndrome Association, which is a wonderful group, you have that opportunity. Yes. And and the work, I know, because you and you were saying too, because you all these all the bags, you have all of the little vials and all their bags and I, different I showed you QR pictures, codes. Right? You showed me pictures. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful and all the QR codes. And I know. So let me ask this, how many hours or day, I don't know, you can put it in whatever time mm -hmm. measurement you would like. How much time do you think you spend getting ready for this? That is, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to think about that, that cause I put <laughs> way too much time into it. Um, no, it's, it's a good, full couple of days worth over the course of October. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of it's just a couple hours at a time here, a couple hours, you know, we have long days on the boat sometimes and I get home at eight o'clock at night and I start say hi to the wife, say good night to the kids. And I start putting up some Halloween lights. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably, I don't know, 60 to 80 hours wow. worth of time. Yeah. And then, how long does it all stay up? Well, it stays up through all of October, obviously, mm -hmm. and through whenever you know, Halloween and trick or treating uh, in our neighborhood. Trick or treating is on Halloween on mm -hmm. the Monday night, not not a Sunday night. So that's that's good. Um, and then most of it comes down the next day. <gasps> See, that's it's like Brigadoon. It's only there. That's um, right. Yes, yeah. that's so, what it was. It's like you wake up and it's almost like it was a dream. Yeah, that's kind of. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, the fact I was setting up all month and you had kind of like all month to enjoy it. Now, yeah. on Halloween, there are some things that are only out on Halloween because I have a lot of animatronics that are don't react well to rain and condensation and moisture. So, uh, you know, they are all weather dependent and they're out for the night only <laughs> and they're gone the next day for sure. One night only. One night only. That's right. This is a, <laughs> the, the full spectacle is only a one night event. So, okay, so I'm imagining you out there at like 4 a.m. on November 1st, like taking everything down, but which I don't know, could oh, be the case with you. I don't not, know. It's, it's not. It, it does get late, but <laughs> yeah. No. But okay, so it really is. I kind of, I like that though, that it it doesn't, I like that idea that it's not long after the day, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have an HOA that, you know, has been super supportive. Okay. Um, all my neighbors have been great with it. Mm -hmm. They have, they are excited every year for me to put this up. I've never had anyone complain about it. Um, and I've done my best to be a good neighbor about it too, and abide by HOA rules, um, which are thankfully minimal. Uh, 
And so I figure, you know, I'm just not going to antagonize anyone by keeping it out longer than I have to. Besides, you got Christmas to get ready for eventually, right? Oh my gosh. When do you start that? Although I think we talked about this and you said that Teresa is, is more the Christmas. Does she kind of, is that right? Or am I making that up? No, no. Uh, she's the, uh, she decides on what goes up. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the labor. I got gotcha. you. So I, yes. I take yes. everything down. I put everything up yeah. for both Halloween and Christmas. Um, but I am definitely more into the Halloween. She is definitely more into the Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, but we fully support each other. And uh, so she tries to come up with ideas for Halloween. I try and come up with ideas for Christmas um, and it works out quite well. And I was going to ask too, as you're talking about your neighbors, what, and so what about the boys? And I know they're just coming. I mean, we have seven, four, wait, is he, is Ollie two or three? Two. Seven, four, two. Oh my Lord. So even yeah, right. with the older ones, yeah. How are they with this? Are at least last, for last year, you know, with the because the different elements, right? The ones that are scarier and the ones that aren't. Mm -hmm. but yeah. How do they? James is just a Halloween child now. I have corrupted <laughs> him totally and fully. He he wakes up every morning asking to watch um, America's Funniest Home Videos, Halloween episodes. Um, oh, no. yeah, that's just his thing now. Um, he just okay. likes, and so he's good with it. He loves Halloween stuff. Ben, the middle child is kind of so, so about it. He kind of doesn't know, not sure what to do with it yet. But James was like that too. When he was younger, he was scared. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to go outside. Um, so they'll come around. They'll all come around eventually. <laughs> Ollie is still not sure about any of yeah. it. He now associates basically anything orange and black with Halloween and spooky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, anytime he sees orange and black. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah. You got him already. Uh, yeah. You already. Now, will you be dressing up? Yes. Yes, I will. Okay. Um, in the past years, I dressed up as kind of a, a, a jump scare. So I would oh, be, I, no. oh, that's right. You and your, go ahead. So no, no, no. Yeah. So I would be, you know, hand, handing out candy or something. And then, uh, like the, one of the first years I basically sat on the, did the sitting on the porch in a zombie costume. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. you know, when kids approach, I'd be like, ah, and they'd scare, jump and, you know, it'd be good fun. And <laughs> last year we had a table where kids would just pick up bags. Cause don't forget last year was the, we were just coming out of COVID. Right. And so we were still doing like the, the baggies and stuff. Right. And kids would come up, just grab a bag and and leave well i had basically a pumpkin mask on and then the table was surrounded by jack-o-lanterns and i'd have my face just i'd be kneeling down on the ground with just my chin resting on the table <laughs> and so when the kids would come up to the you know i just kind of move a little bit and be like trick or treat and that, that, that is my nightmare that Go got on. them that got them that got them good that's a good that's good though that's solid so okay. this year i will not be doing that uh -huh. um because I had so much left over from last year, as far as props and stuff that never got used, never got seen, mm -hmm. I didn't have to buy much this year as far as props go. Um, so I put most of my budget into getting uh, a very nice professional grade mask, uh, which I will be, I'll be attending the adult treat table mm, and, uh -huh. hand, and, you know, and handing out adult treats mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, I will just be in a nice, a nice suit and mask and just cordially welcoming everyone to my house. I've seen the mask listeners. That's all I'm going to say. It is incredible. And so, okay. So, cause I know listeners are going to want to know more about this. So where can they go? Is there a site? So, uh, 
obviously there's the QR codes, but that yep. doesn't really work too well. Uh, vocally, I can't describe a QR code. You could try. I could try. That'd be interesting. In very interesting podcasting. That, um, would, be. that would. So, uh, yeah. So www.scaracourt.com. So our, our road is Kara Court. So fun little plan. Oh, um, so good. So S-C-A-R-E dash A dash court, C-O-U-R-T dot com. And that'll take you to our website and the, uh, it'll show you the house as it was last year. Because um, obviously we don't have good pictures for this year yet. It's still going up. And also a link to the donation page. And yeah, so that'll be in the show notes, of course, listeners. And also we'll put the the website for the Down Syndrome Association of Pittsburgh too. That'll be in the notes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that'd be good too. So can learn more because that buddy walk. Mm -hmm. And I know that going to your page, obviously they can get to there from your page also. Right. But we'll put that info in there. Yeah, that'd too. be that'd be super because it's such a great, great group um, with lots of information for yeah. people. This is so fun. Is there anything else you wanted to add that about it? or? I will add one more thing. Yeah. Uh, there is a very special prop this year um that i am really excited for um this one this <laughs> I one wish took, you could see his face this he one, is very excited <laughs> this one took a little bit of like engineering and uh just kind of like wiring things up mm -hmm. um it's a photo booth so mm -hmm. you can have your photo taken with dante the inferno skeleton the dante yep yep um and it'll be uh actually i'm, I'm still trying to decide whether it'll be uh photographs or a video Either way, it's a photo booth. Yeah. Come and have fun um, with a little bit of uh, an extra oomph to it uh, for, <laughs> for the for the people who, because, you know, everyone saw Dante last year. Sure. And so everyone and everyone got pictures with Dante last year. It was, you know, a good little, you know, 12, 12 feet of Inferno skeletons, a lot of skeleton. Good, good picture piece. So this was a lot of skeletons. So um, I'm accommodating that this year, making it a little bit easier for everyone, mm -hmm. um, setting things up and it'll be it'll it'll be a good picture to send to your friends and and group and yeah that's such a good teaser that's so good yeah and i've i've seen photos of dante mm -hmm. it is something it really is it, it's really is a statement piece it's <laughs> they sold a couple other ones this year there was you know they have, they have a nine foot werewolf that's animated um oh. and of course the original 12 foot skeleton i was like you know what Mm -hmm. Like I've got a finite space in my yard. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'd put another one of these giants. So we're just going to stick with Dante this year. Yeah. And, and he served you well. Yes. You know, indeed, so I think yes. you got to stick with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got to support the loyalty. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. This was a blast. Thank you. Yay. Happy Halloween. Thanks. Thank you. And happy Halloween to you too. And to everyone else out there, happy Halloween. And I uh, hope to see you at the house. Feel free to say hello. You'll see me in my mask. Can't miss me. Hi, Don. Hi, Tressa. <laughs> that was very, uh, I don't know, very chipper yeah. greeting today of you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Sure. Thank you. How are you? Oh, great. How are you? Good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. For this little for for a new spin on. <gasps> no. Yes. There's a spin. There's a spin. Oh. And let me tell you all about it. I cannot wait. So inspired by Captain um, Ryan. 
Yes. Being I'm familiar with mm-hmm. his work. Mm-hmm. Being featured on the show. We're doing Name That Neighborhood, mm-hmm. A River Runs Through It, <gasps> or Along It. But <laughs> it sounds better. A River Runs, a river through, runs it. through It. Three rivers so, run through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your choices of neighborhoods, singular, plural. Um, they're all towns. Are you asking yourself that? I have, yes, I think I was. Okay. They're all towns uh-huh. that are near one of our fabulous three rivers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give you the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, yes, we're going to start with that. I'm just going to give you the neighborhoods. I'm not going to mention what rivers they might be on because that might. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's, okay, you have three to choose from. Mm-hmm. There are four statements of fact. Oh, my. I know. Okay. Any questions? No, I don't think so. Concerns? Comments? I'm not super familiar with. Uh, <laughs> our my, rivers. Our rivers. <laughs> So this will be fun. You're going to be great. I think it's going to be awesome. You are. Okay. Number one. Oh, nope. I didn't give you the towns yet. No, you didn't. (laughs) No. Mm. Your choices are. Uh Uh-huh. Harmer Township. Okay. Charleroi. Okay. And Leedsdale. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I will say, without saying, each one is on a different river. Okay. Okay. Now. I love that you said that without saying. (laughs) Which river? (laughs) That's what I'm. (laughs) I will say without Uh, saying. Yes. At number one, this Monongahela Riverside community got its name from a town in Belgium. Hmm. Charleroi. What? You are correct. No. Yes. The you heck are. You say. Yeah. Okay. So there is, in fact, a Charleroi, Belgium. And so the name Charleroi is French for Charles the King. Oh. Charleroi. Yeah. I do not speak the French, but so it is. And it refers, and it's referring to King Charles II of Spain. Charleroi, Belgium is in the province of Hainaut, if I'm, or Hainaut, probably. It Hainaut? is. Yeah, maybe any of all of those. <laughs> we do have some listeners in Belgium, actually. So if you are oh, listening, yeah. please, my apologies. And also, right let in. us know. Let us know. But Charleroi is the principal French-speaking city in all of Belgium. Hmm. So you might be wondering, because I know, you know, Pittsburgh, city of a lot of immigrants over time, but we don't hear a lot necessarily about Belgian immigrants. Belgium. So what is the connection? Well... I bet you're going to tell me. <laughs> I mean, since we're here. Uh-huh. Uh, so at the end of the 19th century, the Pittsburgh Plate Glass Company, today known as PPG Industries, had one of its major factories right there along the Monongahela. And a lot of Belgian immigrants settled there from their native Charleroi, which was also a glass works city. Yeah. Glass to glass. That's right. 
And at one point, Pittsburgh Plate Glass Company employed up to a thousand employees at that one factory, making it one of the largest glass factories in the world at the time. And then later, or actually not too much later, the Corning Glass Company came to the Mon Valley. Mm-hmm. And now World Kitchen, which makes Pyrex, is right there. Hmm. And this is a little related fact. But the city of Pittsburgh is a sister city to Charleroi, Belgium. We're sister, sister cities. cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been sister cities since 1976. I got sister cities with me. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, appropriate for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Those who aren't familiar. And the 70s. We are family. A Pittsburgh sports, a song of sports celebration. Say that three times fast. I know, right? Let's celebrate you, John, for Sister Cities. Again with alliteration, the last episode also. Well, we're celebrating you being one for one. Oh. Let's go to number two. Yes. Accessible only by boat, the 50-acre Allegheny Islands State Park is located in this neighborhood. Harmer Township. You were ready for that one, I felt like. No. Yes. Just, oh, no, it was good. I yeah. didn't. No, yeah. You were confident whether or not you actually were. I feel, I figure in my life when you say things with confidence, whether or not you're right or wrong, people mm-hmm. tend to believe you. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe I'd throw you off even if I was wrong. <laughs> like, no, it sounds like he might be right. <laughs> Let me check my facts. Mm. But you're right. Yay. Uh, uh-huh. So... Allegheny Islands State Park consists of two alluvial islands and seven shoals in the Allegheny River. You might have put that together. Mm-hmm. Now, you may know this. I did not. The definition of an alluvial island. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, so it's formed by the deposition of clay, sand, silt, or other materials by flowing water. Okay. And then shoals, you may know, but that's basically any kind of uh, like sand bank or sandbar that makes the water shallow Uh and so this park heavily covered in vegetation it's undeveloped so there are no trails there are several footpaths if you wanted to make your way through but still undeveloped which i think is really neat to think about that right there there, there's still something that that is the way it was probably thousands of years ago question mark. i mean um listeners i wish you could see tressa as she describes what shoals are because her right hand hasn't stopped moving. <laughs> it's almost as if there's a, uh, she's a, has a hand puppet. Her own hand is a puppet. We are going to start filming the podcast recordings because, I mean, the, what, what the listeners are missing I mean, is it's, much. It's, 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 it's yeah. yeah. Well, you're two for two. We're going to keep this rolling. Yeah, let's keep it shoaling. <laughs> uh, God. You're gonna go. You need. You need to go to the sandbar, don't you? Okay. Jokes like that. Oh, don't you know it? Number three. Mm-hmm. The factory of long shuttered Bethlehem Steel is once again in operation in this neighborhood. Now manufacturing components for the solar industry. Leedsdale. on a roll Bethlehem Steel closed its doors in 1995 and it used to tell me hand puppet oh I am doing it again (laughs) 
Um, it used to make, among many other things, uh, LSTs, which were the ships that delivered troops and tanks overseas during World War II. I think we did talk about in, in a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We that talked about familiar. this. Yeah. But now, and I grabbed this information. This is our friends at Next Pittsburgh. There was an article just from June of this year by Michael Machowski. And as he says, uh, the factory is now being used to create components for the solar industry, which will combat climate change, increase energy independence, and bring back manufacturing jobs from overseas. Pittsburgh's BCI Steel Company is partnering with NextTracker, a global solar company, to create solar trackers, which will allow utility-scale solar arrays to constantly shift to face the sun as it moves through the sky. Josh Beck, who is the chief investment officer at BCI, said, Essentially, it tracks the sun in real time, so it produces significantly more energy by positioning the modules in real time as the sun is traversing the sky. Traversing. Such a good word. Kind of like flowers. Flowers always point to the sun wherever the sun is. Yeah, they find it. Mm -hmm. And solar trackers can enhance solar energy output by 20 to 30%. There you go. Here comes the sun. So repurposing, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh likes to do that, especially at Bethlehem Steel, you know, that huge factory, that manufacturing factory not being used. And now here we go again. Just something different. Yeah. Well, number four. Oh, boy. We've reached the final. I've reached the, the final. final four. Ah, the fourth. May the fourth be with you. Okay. At one time, this neighborhood was known as Sewickley Bottoms an anglicized name for the sugar maples that covered the area. Hmm. Leedsdale. What? That's 100%, I think. What? Look at you. The Swickley Bottoms. The Swickley Bottoms. Leedsdale's early native inhabitants called the sugar maples Sweely trees, meaning sweet water. And that Sewickley grew out of the name Sewickley. So it's Sewickley and eventually made it to Sewickley. Okay. And so that's where it came from. Uh, so and I just, because I want to talk a little bit about sugar maples. Sugar we maples. have a lot of them in PA. Yeah. Uh, and it, of course, especially in Pittsburgh, obviously. So the indigenous tribes have been tapping these maple trees for thousands of years. And they're, they're tapped in the spring to make maple sugar, maple syrup, etc. And sugar maples are deciduous trees. They grow to a typical height of 60 to 75 feet tall, but have the potential to reach up to 120 feet. Hmm. And deciduous means they lose their leaves every season, correct? Yes, Don. And as far as foliage, because they are beautiful, but they actually vary. They can be yellow, burnt orange, which sometimes is my favorite, and red. Don't, so any of those. Don't tell the yellow ones that you like. I won't. Never in front of them would I say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you have it. Mm. There you have it. Just there a little more it. on the sugar maple. Mm. I'm proud of you. Can I say that? You can. I'm proud for of you. For once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you again for your time. Absolutely. And, and uh, we're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. Name that neighborhood. A river runs through it. <laughs> oh, and I should. I guess I could mention it's because I think. It's got a nice think, flow to it, doesn't it? Oh, I asked for that. Okay. Oh, keep it current. <clears throat> I don't want to say anything else now. Why? I was going to say Leedstow is on the Ohio. We may have figured that out, but I think that's the only one that didn't really specifically say it. But Leedstow is that one that sits right there on the Ohio. On the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Don. Welcome.
that note, we will be bringing this episode, episode 72, to a close. I am your host, Tressa Glover. Thank you again so much for listening. And thank you for this community. Thank you, Ryan O'Rourke. Listeners, please be sure to check out the show notes for all the specifics on how to learn more about the Scaracourt House and the fundraising that they're doing. If you have a chance, please do go. It's going to be a great time. And if you do want to share a story with us, who are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? What act of kindness made you smile, lifted you up when you needed it, or maybe when you didn't even know you needed it? Email us at yinsaregood at gmail.com. I wish you a really happy and vibrant week ahead. And until next time, my friends, be safe, be kind, be good. Special thanks to Don DiGiulio and also for our fabulous artwork, Mike Rubino. 